0: But I hope everybody's doing well today. And uh, of course, it's the uh, first day of fall. And I know a lot of you ladies out there are very excited that it is fall. I uh, shared a little video earlier of the woman who uh, wakes up excited about fall, had all of her fall boots, winter boots sitting out, and her sweater on, her her, uh, fall scarf, had her fall decorations, lighting her candle, grabbing her pumpkin spice, opens the door, and uh, (laughs) the two guys are out there. Uh, sweating and uh, look like has been playing ball. And it's like 90 degrees out, and the camera comes back to her, and she's uh, sweating and uh, hair all frizzed out from the humidity. And it's all to have it's fall in the south. Well, that's I know a lot of people are excited about the cooler temperatures and uh, uh, and, and wish that uh, it was more fall like outside. But unfortunately, around here we don't normally see cooler temperatures around December. So sometimes in November, but. Uh, uh you know so no no get in no hurry but uh but for me i like it see i like hot weather i like uh uh the hotter the better and uh you can always get cooled off but uh, it's hard to get uh, uh warmed up once you get cold i feel like so i'm not a big fan of the uh of the cold so but anyway i hope everybody is doing well today and having a fantabulous day and uh, so let's go ahead and get started and we're going to look at uh, uh, John chapter eleven, verses twenty-five through twenty-six. And of course, if you have your Bibles handy, uh, be sure and to uh, uh, to get those out. Follow along, read your scriptures, and uh, highlight these, and uh, so that you can go back and reflect on it. You know, and to make little notes in your side columns, or you might your Bibles may have a uh, uh, a uh, Almost a journal-like area uh, in uh, in your pages, so uh, highlight that and think about that. And when um, you know when you particularly these devotions stuff, you if the Lord lays something on your heart uh, through these devotions, you can when you go back to read the scripture. You go, oh yeah, you know, and and you know it might uh, bring new meaning. So get those Bibles out and use those as much as you can. So uh, if you will turn your Bibles to John chapter eleven uh, verses twenty five and twenty six. It says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? So, you know, uh, looking at this verse, it's very um, interesting. This uh, came, you know, uh, the Lord laid this on my heart to use this this morning because I actually. Uh, had to do a funeral yesterday and it kind of falls in line with some of the things I was talking about yesterday in doing this funeral you know the title of this devotional is uh, who wants to live forever and uh, if anyone is a fan of the Highlander series then uh, then you understand where that was coming from because uh, Queen uh, did the song uh, who wants to live forever that uh, that they used in the television and movies and uh, you know, I was always a big fan of uh, Highlander because I uh, just thought something about it. It was always fascinating to me and the fact that they were immortal. And uh, of course, the gruesome side of it was that uh, uh, they had to do what was known as the gathering or the quickening and uh, they had to, uh, in order to, they can only, in the end, and, uh, at the end of time, there can only be one immortal for those who've never seen it and they had to fight to the death and, uh, you know, they could be killed on the way that they could take the other person's powers by chopping off their head. And uh, that's how they got their power. And that's how they stayed alive. But uh, obviously, you know, we don't want to take nobody's head and we don't want to sword fight and uh, nothing like that. But uh, even though it's a, a fictional story, one thing is for sure, for those who are saved, we are Immortal. We will live on forever for those who are saved in Christ Jesus. He gave his life so that we may live. And it's the very thing I was talking about at this funeral yesterday. You know, uh, as I was telling him yesterday, there is, there's no way to dress up death uh, to make it uh, a wonderful thing. Now, we can talk about the good aspects of, of, of death and the fact that uh, there is hope in Jesus Christ, that there is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Uh, But the the bad part of it is is that it's still sorrowful. We still miss that person. We wish that person was with us. Uh, But what as I only thing I can do as a pastor, as I explained yesterday, is that only I can do is offer hope. What I can do is point you to the direction, to the individual, to God Almighty, to Jesus Christ Himself, who can give you the peace. Express all understanding. That can give you the healing that you're looking for. That can help you deal with the pain and the struggle that you're dealing with. And uh, so we see here that Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, all right? So we know that Jesus uh, was God incarnate. Uh, he was fully man. He was fully God. Uh, that he took upon him the sins of, of, our, of humanity, of man, and uh, died on the cross in our place because, see, we being sin-filled, we deserved that punishment. We deserve to be the, be the ones to be beat. We are the ones who deserve to be nailed to the cross but Jesus took our place in order to save us from very real hell because sin entered the world, because Adam and Eve, when they sinned, sin entered the world, and that's why we have suffering, that's why we have sorrow, and that's why we were dead in our trespasses and sin, and that's why we were headed for hell, but Jesus Christ himself uh, gave his life so that we may live, and because, see, you know, in the Old Testament, we see that blood sacrifice, we see those animals who were uh, the blood that was shed uh, the lamb that was out spot, without spot or blemish, and uh, but that was only a temporary atonement. But Jesus Christ, when he gave his life, uh, was the atonement that was necessary, that, that lasted forever. It wasn't temporary, that we desperately needed. And so that's why Jesus Christ, he was the life, or he is the life, and the life, and he that believed in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. See, there's a lot of, you know, we, we got this, uh, the television show, The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. It's all about zombies. And I think a lot of people are starting to lose interest in it. And from what I've read on social media, myself included, it was kind of fun to watch it first. And uh, in fact, I received some flack uh, from people for uh, saying that I like to watch that show. But, um, you know, we it was, you know, about people, obviously, who died of this virus, but uh, something within that virus reanimated them and they were alive and of course they want to to eat the living and uh, so they have to kill them. But uh, those of those people who were not saved, all right, they are well, they are dead people. They are they walk around. They are dead in their sins and trespasses. All right, they are headed to hell. See, a lot of people, uh, a lot of pastors, don't want to talk about the realities of hell. Uh, some talk about it too much in the fact that uh, you know that's all they want to scream and preach is hellfire and damnation, which is. Needed, uh, you know, because we need to wake people up. We need to make people understand that uh, there is um, uh, only one way to heaven, that's through Jesus Christ, and that uh, they are, that we are in need of a Savior. It is needed, but sometimes I think some people try to scare people into heaven, and we don't want to do that. We, we don't want to try to force anybody to be saved. It's only by the Holy Spirit touching the hearts and minds, illuminating the heart and so to receive those things of Jesus Christ. But, uh, but on the flip side, you have other pastors who go to the opposite extreme who don't want to mention anything about hell because they don't want to scare people away. They don't want to, you know, because there's people out there who don't believe that there is a hell and that if you're good, everybody's going to go to heaven and, you know, nobody wants to think about that. But, you know, and, and it's sad that there are people out there who think this is all there is, that this is the only life you're going to have, and when you die, that's it. To me, what a lonely, horrible, miserable existence to think that this is all there is in life. That this is it, and then we die, and that we're just worm food? That is just insanity to me. But why do you think there is all these people in search for an answer? Why do you think there are all these false gods? Because we were created to worship. We were created to follow after the one true God, and that is the God of the Bible. That is Jesus Christ. And I don't care what I, you know, people don't want to hear this as you were saying, well, Matt, you're saying that, you know, it doesn't matter. You were telling me all these other religions are going to go to hell. Yes. the Jesus Christ himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So I don't care what a good little Muslim you are, I don't care what a good little Buddhist you are, Hindu, uh, Jehovah's Witness, Mormon, unless they confess their sins and accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that is the only way you're getting into heaven. No cult or false god or prophet will get you there. And I don't care how good you are, I don't care how benevolent you are, you can't work your way in, you can't buy your way in, the only way is accepting, good morning Mr. Keller, is accepting uh, Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That is the only way you're going to get into heaven. And so, you know, so you have all these people walk around who are or who are do not understand. And see, that's one thing that the old devil wants to do. He wants to fool people into making them think that uh, uh, that there is no hell, and that way there is no conviction of sin. That way, that there is no they don't uh, understand that they are in need of a Savior. That they're in need of saving. And so they love. That's and the devil laughs. That's what he wants more. than Anything is for people to think that there is no hell, so they'll continue in the lifestyle that they're they're living in. And I don't care if it's gay, straight, or whatever. Uh, that's what the old devil wants people to believe. But the reality is, hell is real. And unless you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you will spend an eternity in hell. There is no purgatory where you where you could work your way back out of that and get in, and get into heaven. There is, uh, there, there is no second chances. We don't linger around here as ghosts with unfinished work. And then uh, like the movie Ghost, once that work is completed, the, uh, an illumination appears and, uh, and all your loved ones in heaven are standing there waiting for you and you walk right in. It doesn't work that way. God's word is clear. In Second Corinthians 5, 8, to be absent from the body is to be present with God, uh, with Christ Jesus. So uh, we are when we die, we are immediately in the presence of God. And we are. Good morning, Miss Massey. And so we are going to be judged for our for those who are who are not saved. You will be judged for every single thing that you've done, and then you will be cast into the lake of fire. You will be cast into hell. For those of us who are saved when we stand in judgment, we'll be judged on those things we've done since we've been saved and how we carried out our actions uh, in in God's name. You know, I listened to a speaker the other day who was was talking about how, uh, you know, we can be very busy and not accomplish anything. And that's one thing we need to do is humble ourselves before God each day and ask how we can be used for his glory. But uh, the reality is, my friends, you know, as Jesus says here in John 11, 26, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. When we give our lives over to Jesus Christ, when we uh, give our all to him, then that's when we will truly live that's when we will give our all that's when we have life eternal that's when we become immortal because we know jesus christ and when jesus returns our our bodies be reunited with our spirits and it's not going to be some old decaying body it'll be a renewed body thank god <laughs> you know I don't, I don't want this old decaying body that will have a renewed body and we'll come together and so that's how we will live eternally with christ jesus we will have true long lasting life forever with jesus christ and uh and i think that's what people are looking for searching for is answers and the fact that jesus is real as i was saying yesterday at this funeral that um you know i cannot prove scientifically that god is real i cannot prove scientifically god exists i think that uh we can prove that there is a creator uh, through uh, even through their own scientific means. that there, there has to be proof of a creator, and that creator is God. And if, and if that proves that there is God, then we know that Jesus Christ is real and true. And we even have the secular historians who wrote that Jesus Christ is real and true. But yet people want to reject him, and people want to cast him away and, and pretend like he didn't exist. Verse 26 here says, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you believe? You know, uh, I believe in a living God. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday at this funeral, was the fact that that without the belief in the faith in a living God, our faith is dead and is mute. If we do not believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again, then we have no faith. Our foundation is gone. That is the cornerstone of our faith, of Jesus' uh, virgin birth, death, burial, and resurrection. That is the cornerstone of what we believe. And without that, we have nothing. And, you know, and, and there's so many skeptics out there who do not want to believe and, and understand that Jesus Christ was... It amazes me, people out there who say that Jesus never existed when secular historians prove that Jesus Christ existed. If you do not want to believe in the deity uh, that he was or is uh, and want to believe that he's a good prophet, you cannot deny the fact that Jesus Christ walked this earth. And the fact that there were over 500 witnesses at his resurrection I saw him there. And this scripture was written within the very generations who witnessed that. So many people want to tear the gospel down. It would be so easy to tear it down because uh, if it did not happen, those within the very generations who lived when this was being written could have easily wrote and said you would have seen it all throughout history. Miss, my father, grandfather uh, was there and uh, my father-in-law was there and these Christians are liars. This never happened. It would be easy to do nobody can. Why do you think this has stood the test of time? Because it is factual. It is true. And why after 2,000 years are people still talking about Jesus Christ if he was nothing but a mere prophet and nothing more? How could 2,000 years later are people still talking about him? That's just the point. Jesus Christ is real. Jesus Christ does exist. And that because of that, they, that, when that light shines, their deeds are exposed, and they want to hide, and they want to run, and they want to deny him for who he is. And those people are going to spend an eternity in hell. When Adam and Eve sinned, that brought in the disease of sin. And that's why we live in a fallen world. That's why we have pain. That's why we have sorrow. And that's why so many people are headed to the gates of hell. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And that's why we have to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. What else is there? You know, what else is there? And that's why we are here on this earth to exist, is to worship the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. So I urge you today, if you have not made that commitment... I urge you, beg you, and plead with you to give your life over to Jesus Christ today. It is the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's the most rewarding thing that you'll ever do. I'm telling you, the strength and the peace only comes from Christ Jesus. is uncomparable to anything in this world could ever hope to offer. So many people are caught up and worried about the materialistic and the temporal things of this world. And what does God's word say? Don't worry about the things that uh, the physical things that can be destroyed, but worry about uh, the things that are eternal, the things that uh, that God Almighty uh, will could destroy and tear down. That we need to be sure that we're putting our faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, uh, or we're going to spend an eternity in hell. And um, I want to make sure that we understand that and realize there's none righteous on at one where nobody's perfect. Just because I'm a pastor, that doesn't mean I don't ever sin or mess up. I sin every single day. I mess up every single day. I say things I shouldn't say sometimes. I think things I shouldn't think sometimes. I do things I shouldn't do sometimes. Why? Because I am imperfect. There's, you know, there's nothing worse than a holier than uh, you know, high and mighty uh, Mr. and Mrs., super spiritual, on their high horse, looking their nose down at everybody else, pointing out every wrong that everybody does when they when that when they need to look at the plank in their own eye instead of the, the, the splinter in, in their brother's eye. And, uh, you know, of course, you have always have people out there, don't judge, and I just, of course you know how I feel about that, the erroneous way that people believe in that. But anyway. We need to look at ourselves, we're not perfect, we're all unrighteous, we're all sinners saved by grace and it is a work in progress. And yes, when we sin and when we fall and when we fail, it just feels horrible because we know we've hurt God Almighty. We know that we have hurt Jesus and sometimes it feels like we take two steps forward and three steps back, you're thinking, why on earth would God want somebody like me or love somebody like me? Well, guess what, There's there's a story just like that in God's word where the man was sit there, and, and uh, uh, he said, I, I'm, a, I'm a wretch, I'm a sinner, God. You know, accept me for what I am and who I am and help me. And then you had the Pharisee look down and say, oh, please, don't make me like this person. And we've got a lot of people out there that have that kind of attitude. You know, God wants you just as you are. And when you give, you know, even though you're going to fall a mess up, like I've told you before, it's no surprise to God. He knows you're going to do that, but he loves you, and he's going to take care of you. Despite our failings. And that's why Jesus Christ is our advocate and talks to God the Father on our behalf. So, if you want to live eternally, if you want to live forever, don't live a, you know in, in fiction stories. We have the Highlander who's immortal. You have uh, vampires that are immortal. You know, have all these fiction uh, things, goofy things out there that, uh, you know, the fountain of youth. But the thing of it is, the reality, the truth is, if you want to live forever, give your life over to Jesus Christ. He died so that we may live. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way that we can ever succeed in life is through Jesus Christ. The only way to live forever is through Jesus Christ. And I urge you to make that decision today. Let us have a word of prayer. Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, forgive us of our sins and trespasses. Lord, we fail you daily. Thank you for your saving grace. Thank you for never giving up on us, never leaving us, never forsaking us. Through life and death, you were always there with us and for us. Lord, help us to strive to have that mind of Christ. Let us strive to serve you well. Lord, if there's anyone today watching us that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all the... Kids, parents, and teachers are going to school today. Let them get home, get to school and back home safely. They ain't problems or complications. All those going to work today or whatever their errands or life may take them. Keep a page or put a hedge of safety about them. Be with my son, Sky, the Lord, that's dealing with uh, bronchitis. You bring healing upon him. And uh, Lord be with all the the prayer concerns and requests that are always put on social media and uh, that uh, you know the hearts and minds and that your will be done in those situations. Be with this nation, pray that you'll touch hearts and minds like never before. Let people come to know you like never before. Lord, help us to stand on the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let us never be afraid, bend, or waver, or compromise. And always let us stand strong and true. Be with our president, give him wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and turn to you for all things. Bless him and his family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate each and every person watching this morning. And, uh, as, and I'm excited, uh, you know, with his approval, with his podcast. And I'll be streaming, hopefully, Lord willing, simultaneously, both on uh, YouTube and on uh, Facebook. And, of course, uh, if you want to listen to the audio, uh, Lord willing, we'll try to start uploading uh, sermons on there as well so that uh, you can have that uh, to listen to, maybe while you're working out or driving in a car, whatever it may be. So, really, so stay tuned for that. And uh, I just hope everybody has a great day, a blessed day, and to use this day that God has made and use it to serve Him. As always, if you uh, uh, have friends or family might want to benefit from these uh, devotions, of course, there's my Facebook. And if they don't do Facebook, uh, there's my Twitter. They know it's going there and watch videos on there as well. So, you know, I know I say this every time, but I think it needs to be said every day so that you will think about it and uh, and, and and ponder on the fact that we live to live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. So live this day, hug your family a little tighter. Tell them you love them. Don't take time for granted. Don't take your time on this earth for granted. Use it to serve Jesus Christ. And uh, make sure the ones who are around you, and surround you, that you they always know that you love them and appreciate them. Well, I hope everybody has a great day, a blessed day, a fantabulous day, and thanks for watching.